second half of the People Show coming to you live from the Kintech studio. Yannick Hansen will join us here in just a moment. This analyst is brought to you by Magnuson Auto Group, Metro Ford, Port Coquitlam, Magnuson Ford, and Abbotsford on both sides of the Fraser to serve you. All right, let's get to him. He's a longtime NHLer, former Vancouver Canuck. You hear him on the station uh, constantly, twice a week, uh, Tuesdays here on the People Show, Fridays on Canuck Central with Dan Riccio and Satyar Shaw. Uh, he is Yannick Hansen. Yannick, how are you? I'm good. How are you? Uh, excellent. Uh, the team picks up a uh, another win. Three in a row, once again, uh, 2 nothing versus Chicago. Kind of a, a slower, dreary game, I, I guess maybe t- t- up to strength of competition or whatever it was. Uh, just your thoughts on, on a game that, you know, I think there was some expectation that, you know, from fans that, th- that they could go put up four, five, six goals in this game, uh, but they get two points. Uh, what do you take out of that game? Yeah, it's a formality now that I'm playing this way, winning games uh, one way or another, but no, yesterday is one of those, they're kind of difficult. Um, I mean, like you said yourself, people are expecting uh, fireworks, if you will, uh, putting up big numbers, uh, running teams over. But but again, it rarely happens like that. Um, it, it's more so a game you, you just kind of take care of business. Get your two points and move on. Don't get hurt. Don't get uh, uh, run into any, any issues-wise. Um, don't start slacking your game. Don't start changing things just because it's it's Chicago now and and not a, one of the more interesting teams standings wise. So take care of your own things and and move on. We we've heard Tockett say some things too of um, like learning how to play tired and all these things. And in a game like yesterday, you're learning how to play in fewer competition because you're not going to play at the same intensity for all 82 games. When when last night happens and you get your two points, is that part of the process too of of learning how to manage your energy through the season? It's always it's always a process. And it's always learning. Um, again, you you always look for. Uh, for the red thread, are you playing well? Are you doing the right things? Are you playing the right way? Um, are we winning games simply because we have a couple of players that just take over? Um, or are we winning because we're a better team, um, one to 12 forward, uh, 60s, and we have a 10 um, And that's the way you want to win. You don't want to win on individual performances. It's great to get here and there when you need it. Um, but over an 82-game schedule, you, you want to win because of your team, the way you're playing, uh, the way you're executing, uh, the way you're set up. Um, and then, yeah, there'll be games within uh, where you're winning because Demko was phenomenal but uh, and, and because the power play was really good. And, and that's good as well. But, but the majority of the games, you, you want to win because you're a better team. Uh, yesterday, Andre Kuzmenko starts really hot and you know gets the opportunity late in the game as well. And I, I do want to get to his you know overall game, but you know a lot was made of that fact that he was out there late as well. Does that say more about Kuzmenko, or does that say more about Rick Tockett and 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 his willingness to put him in that spot? Yeah, I, I heard the announcers too. It's like uh, MC Net and Kuzmenko's out there. Um, it's not something you normally hear. It, it's it's a coach that are given. Uh, a little leeway to a player who probably needs it. Uh, he's been 
he he's been under under a microscope lately, um, in and out of the lineup, not performing, not producing, um, and last night was uh, was a game where he was, and then he gets rewarded. It's a way a coach can show a player that hey, you do the things I tell you, play the right way, do do those little things, and then you will get rewarded. You will play in a situation that you weren't playing in normally. Um, so again, you can throw them kind of like a carrot that way, and hopefully they they run with it, and and he 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 never looks back from here on in. Uh, he gets his two points, his first points in ten games. Uh, what did you like about uh, how he played through that game? Yeah, the points are always again you you never want to dive into individual performances and how individual guys collect and stuff like that. But when you have offensive guys, they need to produce. Um, they need to get their assists, their their goals, their scoring chances, their highlights in order to feel good about themselves, in order to 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 become better players and, and start to get more more consistent. Um, so you're always looking when players aren't doing well. Yeah, you don't want to you don't want the team losing in any way, but, but but you need these players to be involved in the game on the stat sheet at the end of the night. They they need to be not necessarily plus minus, but but like you said, they they need to have have been involved. And when he looks at the, the two nothing game, hey, I have two helpers. It's a step in the right direction. I haven't had points in a while. Um, so so when they start to come, they start remembering, hey, I'm not a bad hockey player after all, and and I can actually contribute at this level and and be a part of the solution and not the problem. So it, it's good to see that uh, within the game uh, as well. It, it does feel like at times we're we're grasping for straws of any little bit of Kuzmenko, just like okay, he did this, and okay, he's back, or or it, it just trying to make it work. Is is his his playing style? And I, I know we've talked about he, like he needs to shoot more. And yesterday he takes four attempts, which is you know just enough for me. But is, is his playing style just kind of an awkward fit because he doesn't really provide the second part? Like he's a playmaker, and the the scoring isn't there, and the defense isn't really there. Yeah, he's. He's an X factor. Um, he's a guy you'd love to have on your team when he's playing like he was last year. And when he's not, more often than not, they become a liability. And, and I don't want to paint a picture here, mm-hmm. um, but it is that European-Russian kind of thing you're worried about. Um, always been a top-line player, power play producing. And now you're playing on a team where you're not the best second or third best forward. Um, and, and you start uh, trickling down the... Uh, the hierarchy there um, and then you worry what now Uh, what will this player turn into can he still be effective can he still contribute in a positive way Um, and that's what we're going to find out now here over the next little bit uh, about Kuzminko because we definitely seen what he can do uh, when he's at the top but but right now he's playing on a uh, on a playoff team and he's not the guy you're looking to where last year you're at the bottom of the the standings, um, no pressure, if you will, on him or the team because they're out of it the way they were. He was playing well. Everybody was happy with him. Um, but, but now you're going to see if, if he's got any kind of pushback or or it will flutter and, and again, he'll get dealt. Because what was interesting yesterday is, is Suter ends up taking six shots on goal. Not all of them were, were set up by uh, Kuzmenko. But you start looking at that fit then with Mikheyev, and here's this defensive presence, and you know they obviously play together a whole lot. And you, you need someone who's going to score goals. You need someone who's going to shoot. And you just look, it's like, okay, well, a shoot-first center has to go there. And it just, you know, shoot-first centers for me always feel like a bit of a clunky fit. And trying to make that work... Um, 
is that something you see on the horizon that they could make it work? Ryan Kessler wants to shoot for a center I, again. Okay, okay, so well. perfect. Like, um, and I know what you're going with this. Yeah, um, Chris Mink. Uh, none of those guys scream playmakers outside of Chris Mink. Uh, Mikheyev's not a playmaker. Mm-hmm. Mikheyev is in my like. I, I played against him in Russia um, when he was a uh, number one, number two winger, and he, he is he he's a goal scorer um, in, in that sense. When you go down the um, what do you would you say the the competition a little bit? You go to a, to a lower league. He would be a goal scorer. Mm-hmm. Um, here he can he can play because he's a good skater. He can he he's okay. He has no problem playing the defensive side of the game. Um, so again, he needs somebody to get him the puck. Yeah, he can forecheck and do all these things, but he's not the type of guy who will dipsy doodle around a guy and set up a guy. No, he he will be on the receiving end of this more often than not. Um, so again, if Kuzmenko can't be that guy in these three guys, the guy who is making it happen, setting up players, yeah, great. Um, again, the two guys we're talking about right now, they're not Petey. They're, they're going to need more opportunities in order to score, so they need more chances, better chances, and again, less ice time here, so the, the production will go way down. Um, but, but again, if he can find a niche there, a role there, where, where they can be a different maker, because right now that it's a pretty good fourth line if they can make it work. Um, you have a, a couple of uh, pricey, pricey wingers. There's no question about that on the fourth line all of a sudden. Um, but, but therefore, they should be able to, uh, to tilt the ice in the right direction if, if that's where they end up playing. Because I, I know we've we've spoken we've spoken a lot about you know going and acquiring a winger or someone who goes plays with Pedersen and and you want to see Miller and Pedersen be split up and I look it's like okay does because Michael go with Pedersen does he stay with JT and does is is obviously JT can score and, and and do it well but he's found himself in, in such a great playmaking role these last two seasons and I just wonder like it, it, would Kuzmenko and Miller even fit and in these you know six weeks here leading up to the trade deadline. It just feels um, perhaps this is kind of on borrowed time with Kuzmenko at times. Yeah, I don't think we've ever, if we've even seen Miller with Kuzmenko facing no. back. Um, so it's it's not something I would experiment with at this point, um, with where the team are and how they're going. So if Kuzmenko is slotting into the top six, it's on PD's wing. And it's the other spot that I want filling Um Again, Kuzmenko shown that he can play in a top six. He can produce. Uh, he he can be that guy. Um, but but he's not the running mate to PD. Uh, he's definitely haven't shown that yet. Um, that that's the dangers with last year. We're like oh phenomenal season from Kuzmenko. Now are we going to expect this for the next eight years from him? Um, the sample size is is too short. And that's where the deal, two years at, at five and a half. Yeah, if he's not producing, it, it hurts you. And it's an expensive contract. But again, he, he did score 40 goals, so he earned the contract. Now you're hoping he can replicate. And can he replicate this? Well, then he'll get another one of these, and then everybody is happy. But it was kind of a, a touch-and-go kind of contract. See how it goes from now. Yeah, you had a good year, but it was... Uh, was that it, or, or do you have this in for another couple of seasons? So, so that's where it's it's very hard to pencil a guy like that in on a on a wing on a player like PD's caliber because he is going to need somebody who can take the attention off of him. Um, and, and we saw that a little bit in the games leading up to when before they reunited the lotto line, like PD was getting sold in on a little bit too easily on, 
on the other teams and, and getting shut down on that account, where as soon as he had two other guys um, with him, now all of a sudden he was the guy wide open in the middle of the slot getting breakaways, and then he's going to score. Uh, and that's where it's hard to have three guys like this on a line. I don't know if we can think back to where it, it's, it's worked with three guys that are making yeah one, two, three on, on forward in, in your salary cap world, are playing together and excelling. A lot of times when I'm thinking back, the, the teams I've played with and against, it's two guys and then you have a cheaper guy playing with them. And that way you spread out the wealth a little bit. So it's not just a matter of stopping these three guys and then you have in, in, in theory, six minutes off if you're playing against them before these guys come back on the ice. Um, so, so you wanna you you wanna spread it a little bit. So if if one guy gets shut down or a line gets shut down, it, it's not the end of the night for you, or the end of the world. Where right now it seems like you got a lot of eggs in one basket. Yeah, we saw Hertlander and uh, the third line producing, um, but but again, counting on that in the playoffs, um, that that's. Uh, uh, that would be jeopardizing your things a little bit too much for my liking, where I would like to be able to have some fluctuation, ha- have some different lineups that you can throw at teams if, if things aren't going well for you. Speaking to Yannick Hansen, as we do on Tuesdays here on the People Show, so you, you mentioned last week uh, you know, you want to go get a winger. Is How high-end are we talking? Is, is it someone that's you know, you know, better than Kuzmenko? Uh, how high-end do you want to go at, to, to go acquire someone? Yeah, I'd like to go higher than uh, than Brock as well. Um, obviously, Brock has been scoring at a torrid pace this year. Um, but but again, I, I would like who's available and all these things that's putting me on the spot right now. But somebody who's produced like Gensel has been talked about. Yeah, and, and Gensel in my world is a better winger than Brock. Um, he he would be your number one winger uh, as soon as PD slides back at center. Um, so so that's that's kind of the caliber that I'm looking for. Um, is it him or is it somebody else? I, I, that's, again, up to uh, Alvin and, and, and Jim. But, but again, that's kind of where I want to go. I would, I would hate to see them trade for... Um, we talked about Sidorov. Yeah, he, he filled a need, but, but he's, not, he's not your third best defenseman. Um, and that's where we're looking right now in the same category in terms of winger. We, we need a winger who can fill. Uh, but but let's not just get another middle six winger, Mikheyev, Kuzmenko, Huglander, um these guys. Let, let's get let's get somebody that moves the needle a little bit more than just filling in. And so yeah, if we get an injury, it it doesn't it doesn't hamper us. No, let let's get somebody who pushes us over the top. Uh, the other you know guys would mention and it's it's about positional versatility too is Elias Lindholm now he's had some fantastic seasons playing with Goudreau playing with Kachuk you know knowing how to play uh with with star level players hasn't gone as well for him this year but is is, is that someone that you know pushes it over the top for you yeah I see him as a center though um so so then you're now he's playing center on the second line who who's his wingers mm-hmm. um can he slot to a wing I, I don't know um that that's where the winger. It's always great to have centers. Don't get me wrong. And God forbid uh, JT or or PD goes down. If that happens, you want uh, Lindholm over over Gensel any day of the week. But but if if they're playing one and two PD and 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 JT, then I want Gensel. In just in terms of of how wingers operate and how center operates. So 
So it's kind of like, are you? I wouldn't say you're taking a gamble necessarily that that you're counting on JT and PED being healthy. Um, but but if if they're playing center, uh, I want a I want a legitimate winger, um, and I don't think uh, Lindholm is necessarily that. Um, can can it work out and have the uh, the flux uh, the flexibility? Yeah, sure, and it, it's great to have. Um, but but again, I would love to be able to to run two lines: one that says JT and Brock, and one that says PD and X, um, and then see if we can find within the team the the third winger for both of those pairings that will work out. Whether that's Kuzmenko, Mikheyev, Huglander, Phil Giuseppe, or uh, any one of the other Dakota Joshua, depending on how they're playing, that that I'm a little bit more comfortable with. Um, whereas if you slot Lindholm in on your second center, uh, now now you need two wingers to play with him, um, and that's where it becomes a little harder. Because like, again, what 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 type of line is that now? Mm-hmm. Is, is that just another middle six, hopefully a little bit better than we were yesterday kind of line? It's definitely not a, a second line that that are screaming, "Oh, watch out for this line," and, and that's where I think. If you, if you spread your wealth a little bit here and then split up those two, PD and, and, and JT, and then add that legitimate winger that would give you that flexibility, I, I think you're better off in the long run. Uh, so that's a great discussion about the top six. Uh, the, that third line um, with, with Joshua Bluger-Garland, in particular Dakota Joshua, uh, and, and I don't mean this of, of how if, if he can go in the lineup, just him as a development piece, the, what we've seen these past two seasons. It feels like there's been a ton of growth, and he's become a really reliable penalty killer. He's obviously producing. How much more growth do you see in his game? Yeah, I was going to say, you kind of think it's the ceiling, but they keep they keep producing, yeah. keep, uh, keep doing the way they're doing. Um, it, it's always great when a guy like that starts expanding the roles a little bit. Uh, you mentioned the penalty kill because C- it keeps it keeps him engaged, it keeps him playing, keeps his hands warm, keeps the body warm. It, it gives you an opportunity to uh, to feel like you're in the game. Keep finishing checks. Um, there's always something about having six foot three, four guys motoring around on the ice, uh, legitimate minutes and guys you can't just uh, yap at on the bench because you know they're not going to come out and do anything. Um, so, so again, he he fills a, a need um, that Vancouver haven't had in a long time, a little bit of size, a little bit of grit, a little bit of toughness. It doesn't get pushed around. Um, so it's great to see. And he, he keeps... Um, what do you say? Define expectations right now, and and every every goal he pots is is more than you uh, had hoped for at the beginning of the year. So so hopefully that line can stay together and and really form a, a solid. Yeah, I wouldn't call it bottom six. That definitely middle middle six. The way they're playing right now, and it's uh, it's depth when you need it. Because the other part of this time here, as we get ready to the trade deadline and people talk about trades, it's you know guys can get re-signed as well. And he's an unrestricted free agent. So is Teddy Bluger. So is Sam Lafferty. Um, if, if you're looking to try to bring some of these guys back and, and they've earned some raises, uh, how many of them are you looking to bring back? Uh, I'm signing PD first. You need to get that done. Okay. Because everything hinges on that. Um, and again, after PD, you need to sign Heronic. Uh, and then we can start looking at the, the centers. Like when when did they find Teddy Bluger this, this year? It was just before the season started. It, it seemed like or training camp. 
Um, so, so those guys. Uh, Bluger was the July first. It was Suter that signed late. Oh yeah, yeah. Sorry about yeah. that. Um, you you can find those guys um, later on. Um, and again, Dakota Joshua came out of nowhere uh, as well. Um, not nowhere, but but again, Diamond doesn't easier to find. Yeah, you got to work out and, and you got to develop them and all these things. But th- those are the guys that that round out your roster. Um, you, you're not going to find a Philip Horonic uh, dangling around the trees um, whenever. You're not going to find a Petey. Uh, those are the guys you got to take care of. And then let's see what's left. Um, and, and then hopefully these two guys or whoever it is we're, we're talking about next want to play on a team that is a contender, uh, wants to play on a team that's in the playoff where you have a chance to compete for a Stanley Cup uh, and then if something needs to be massaged, that that's where you massage it around. Because again, uh, once you have your your horses down, it's it's easier to round out the roster. Uh, all right, so let's assume you know Patterson signed, Hornick signed, all that. It's 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 Bluger, it's Lafferty, it's Joshua, and it's Ian Cole. Uh, those are your your unrestricted free agents. Uh, who who has earned it the most to uh, uh, get a contract? Um. Just uh, Ian Cole, I have no problem letting go. Not that I say that like I don't want him. He, he, he's again e- easy to replace. Is it an age thing, thing too? Um, age thing, one-year deal, in mm-hmm. and out. Um, you can you can pick up another one in free agency. Um, the center has become a little bit harder to to find a legitimate third-line center, which Bluger plays that like right now. But still, Dakota Joshua, the way he's been producing and what he he provides. Um, is it, it, it's it's tantalizing to me. I, I want that package. I want some size. I want some grit. I want some toughness. I want some finishing abilities. Um, so so he has something. The, the the dangers surrounding him is reverting back to five goals, ten minutes a night. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, that's where he is expanding the roles, proving he can play penalty kill, proving he can be part of a scoring line uh, as well and a checking line. Uh, and again, then now you've all of a sudden you've you you've shown that you're more than what people thought you were. Um, and again, the consistency is what you're looking for now. Can he do this throughout this year as well? Can can he do it next year? Uh, and again, everything comes back to uh, what does he want? Price, uh, terms, and all these things. Because I think every time, every year, we see these deals. For this type of player, that there is some toughness to them. Uh, they scored some goals. Uh, they can ch- finish their hits, and now they get four years at, at numbers that look <laughs> all a little cringeworthy. And right away next year, you look, yeah, they're overpayment. They're not doing that. That's not what they're doing um, because of they revert back to just being a physical presence. Um, so again, he's earned a raise. There's no question about that. Um, but but you're always worried. Uh, as to how much they want, but but he's definitely a guy I'd like to keep. Uh, excellent as always, Yannick. Uh, we appreciate it. Yeah, take care. There he is, Yannick Hansen. Presentation of Magnuson Auto Group, Metro Ford, Port Coquitlam, Magnuson Ford, and Abbotsford on both sides of the Fraser to serve you. Connect Central on the way. Irfan Gafar will join them. They'll they'll tour into L.A. They'll tour into St. Louis as well. Uh, all coming up here with Dan Riccio, Satyar Shaw, and the home of the Canucks, Sportsnet 650.